0: Love, Talk Radio.
1: Good afternoon, listening audience, and welcome to our podcast. You will be hearing from Naja E. Brown and Zenobia Bailey again. Hi, Zenobia.
0: Good afternoon to you, Naja, and our audience. It's wonderful to be here on this beautiful day. Yes, thank you,
1: thank you. So, Zenobia, we're ready to talk about starting over is Grace Revisited Part 3. And I'm excited that we get to continue this series. A couple of weeks ago, we did cover quite a bit. And then in between our last session and this session, we had a guest uh, appearance, and uh, she sort of carried on with the theme with her own personal testimony, and that was Cheryl Conway, and that was a blessing, was it not?
0: It was such a blessing. I am still just singing her her lyrics over and over in my heart and mind. And uh, if our, anyone listening today happened to have missed that broadcast, which was last week, we both encourage you to receive your blessing from this most melodic voice in ministry. She will really minister to your heart
1: yes and i I did purchase the c d and i'm i'm excited I've been listening to it ever since I got it about four days ago, so <laughs> yes. And 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 it's available on cdbaby.com. dot com. Her name is Cheryl Conway with the C C O N W A and, Y, and her CD is entitled "It Is You" with an exclamation mark. Okay, excellent.
0: I know she'll so, appreciate.
1: Uh, oh yes, she's most welcome. So starting over is Grace revisited. We talked a couple of times about what does it really mean to start over. And uh, we started out in the very, very beginning saying that the ultimate start over was the opportunity that was given to Nicodemus um, when he met up with Jesus one night and asked, how does someone uh, be born again? And he was told. And so we, we went from there and talked about some of the things in life that trip us up and hinder us from, being in good relationship with others, we talked about anger, and we talked about forgiveness and Today, Zenobia, I'd like to focus a little bit about on excuse me on bitterness and resentment and we ended okay. the last is that is that a good topic to kind of cover absolutely. yes absolutely it, it's it's full, but I think that we can uh cover what we need to today in the amount of time that we have. So bitterness uh, is is just the opposite of sweetness. It's lacking sweetness, bitterness and or resentment. And some synonyms that I wanted to share, and I think I shared a few of them at the end of our last podcast, uh, is uh, the ones that I want to share. Acidity, tartness, sourness, harshness, rancor, indignation, grudge, spite, sullenness, Malice, hatred, nastiness, heartbreak, heartache, distress, desolation, despair, and tragedy. And oftentimes when we've experienced some of the more difficult periods or seasons in our life, we become bitter and resentment builds. And then that also can oftentimes lead to anger. And you brought forth a a wonderful scripture couple of weeks ago, and that's Ephesians 4.26 that says, be angry and yet do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Some versions say, do not let the sin, your sin go down on your wrath. So the question is, do we stay in a state of bitterness and resentment, or do we forgive and see the second chances that are given to us every day that we wake up? So bitterness What what comes to mind for you Zenobia uh, With regard to bitterness And or resentment
0: I picture an angry person That person um, I guess from a um, The standpoint that The bitterness unresolved Or the anger unresolved Just grows It just grows and grows To the point that it, it it exudes from the person's body, their face, the countenance, even the carriage. I I know at times when I have been um, angry, and not and maybe even bitter. I don't I don't know. I hadn't thought about it um, long enough, but um, I can sense when I'm weighted down. Um, maybe it maybe it's not even at the point of anger. Maybe I've had a um, a conflict with someone. It could be my husband. It could be my children. It could be a friend, and it's been unresolved. <clears
1: uh-huh. <clears <throat> maybe
0: I haven't done what I needed to do, or maybe I have made attempts to do what I needed to do. It is still not resolved. I feel the weight of that.
1: Uh-huh. So that, that.
0: Those are the things that come to my mind. Um,
1: uh-huh. And it, like it's fact, heavy. Yes, it, it could be a, a burden. And it it festers, and it doesn't get any better until it is resolved. And I like the fact that you brought in that word. So unresolved, whatever, uh, disappointment, unresolved um, uh, arguments, unresolved, whatever it is, uh, can certainly open the door for bitterness and resentment to grow and fester.
0: And fester is a real good word because you get a real good connotation when you think of something festering. Uh-huh. It's it's not pretty. It's not pretty seeing it happen. It's not the results aren't pretty. I mean you see it on the person's face. The person actually sees it on their own face. Unless uh-huh. they just don't deal with things. I've I passed the mirror and thought, Wow, look at that that what's wrong with you? Look at that scroll and then I start to check myself to see what in Rose causing that? Uh huh. Because it can come up unaware. Not that not that your bitterness you're not unaware of the bitterness, but of what it might be doing to you. You may be unaware of what it's doing to you.
1: Yes, yes. Well, there's a story in the Bible that uh, when we talked about our series starting over as Grace revisited, and we talked about the various topics that we wanted to cover: bitterness and resentment forgiveness and second chances and confession and prayer, I immediately thought about the story in the book of Ruth. And, you know, Ruth is a a wonderful book. It only has four chapters, but there's a lot of content, a lot of instruction, a lot of wisdom in the book of Ruth. And this particular story is about Naomi, who is Ruth's mother-in-law. So I'm going to just read a few of the passages, and then we can dialogue about Ruth and uh, Naomi and what Naomi experienced. So this is Ruth chapter 1 and verses uh, 1 through 3. And it says, Now in the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. So a man from Bethlehem in Judah, together with his wife and two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. The man's name was Elimelech. His wife's name was Naomi, and the, and the names of their two sons were Mahlon and Kilian. They were Ephratites from Bethlehem, Judah, and they went to Moab and lived there. Verse 3 says, Now, Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left with her two sons. They married Moabite women, one named Orpah and the other Ruth. After they had lived there about ten years, both Mahlon and Kilian also died, and Naomi was left without her two sons and her husband. Now, that is quite a bit to experience. It doesn't say in what time frame all of this happened, but just the death of a loved one, the husband, and then the death of two sons uh, can be pretty devastating and pretty upsetting. Yes, absolutely. And then the story goes on to... Go go ahead. I was just going
0: to say, especially... Um, I'm sure age doesn't really matter, but now, you know, she's obviously advanced in age and she has no one.
1: That's that's pretty rough. Yes, yes. And then the story goes on to say that uh, Naomi heard that the Lord had come to the aid of her people and provided food and rain had come and the famine had ended, so she prepared to return home. And then she was encouraging her two daughters-in-law, Ruth and Orpah, to return to their mother's land and to go back to their people and their gods. But Ruth, however, decided to stay with Naomi, and Orpah returned home. And in verse 16, it says, But Ruth replied, Don't urge me to leave you or turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people. Your God, my God. And that's that infamous verse where uh, Ruth is declaring to know and to have come to know the God that her mother-in-law knew, her mother-in-law Naomi. So then they pack up and they're ready to go home. And uh, two women saw them as they came into Bethlehem. And when they arrived in Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them. And one woman exclaimed, Can this be Naomi? So there was something about her countenance, like you mentioned, uh, Zenobia. There was something about her carriage. There was something about her disposition. There was something about her that looked different for them to to question, Is this Naomi? And then Naomi's response in verse 20 says, Don't call me Naomi, she told them. Call me Mara, because Mm -hmm. the Almighty has made my life Very bitter. And verse 21 says, I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. Now, Naomi means sweetness or pleasantness. And Mara, on the other hand, means bitter. But the interesting thing about this story is Naomi recognized that God was involved personally in her life. And what he allowed in her life, what he allowed for her to experience, she was able to say that it was for a purpose. And she came to understand what that purpose was a little later. And I so like that story. So when we do... Uh, When misfortune befalls us and we come upon a situation that is devastating, that's tragic, that can cause much despair, um, we we have to check ourselves and and ask ourselves, how are we going to look at this? Are we going to harbor that resentment? Are we going to hold grudges? Are we going to become bitter and allow it to fester in our lives? Or are we going to release it? and recognize that whatever happens in our life, it it means that God is personally involved in our life, and that's a good thing. Would you not agree?
0: <laughs> it, I definitely agree, um, looking at this story as well as um, some of the things that I know have happened in your life and then obviously some of the things that have happened in my life. I think the thing that... Um, that I do not embrace about this story, although that's because I'm looking into it maybe I would be the very same is that unless I'm reading it wrong she seems to cast the blame on God rather than you use the wording your phraseology was that she recognized that God was involved in it as he's involved in everything
1: but if,
0: if going beyond that and blaming him is it was not the right attitude, and had things not happened the way they unfolded in the story, maybe she would have become a bitter, a truly bitter and embittered woman who would not have gone forward to, to be who she is remembered as being. And we always have a choice. You know, it doesn't That's Someone correct. that I know who went through many, many uh, catastrophes. She said, and I, and I have never forgotten this, it does not matter what happens to me. My only thing that matters is my response to it,
1: uh-huh, And so, that in the clear. end,
0: Naomi's response was beautiful, but yes, yes, that little just that little juncture that could have been her her point in which she slipped all the way into a perpetual bitterness,
1: mhm, and despair, mhm, mhm,, uh-huh. uh-huh, that's right. And then this, this, this statement of hers was recorded, and then she came to her senses, and she was able to see that God being personally involved in her life was a good thing. And uh, But that didn't take away what she'd experienced. But, you know, it makes me think about what I said, too, about sometimes
0: I'm passing a mirror, and I see the scowl in there. Maybe that, that moment was her mirror. Uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. So what I'd like to leave with our listeners today is that anger and disappointment uh, often comes about when we feel as though we're being treated unfairly and resentment and bitterness can come in. It is really like taking a poison pill that eats away at us and erodes hope, kindness, joy, and happiness. And for whatever period of time that is, but ultimately it has to be released, and whatever the issue is, it has to be resolved and the one place to look is God who is in control of our lives and to thank him for being personally involved in our lives and trust that in the future that whatever his plan is and his purpose is, it will unfold. Do you have anything you'd like to add, Zenobia? Amen. I just would like to end there. Amen. Okay. All right. Well, with that, we'll go ahead and uh, close out this session, and we'll look forward to joining our audience in a couple of weeks. And we'd like to say God bless you and thank you for joining us today.